0: Welcome to the Breakthrough Zone, where lives are transformed one breakthrough at a time. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized coach and author, John Page Burton.
1: Hey, well, good morning, everybody. Glad to be here in the Breakthrough Zone this morning. Today, I've got a special guest. I have Mr. Clint Peake joining the show this morning. And Clint is an entrepreneur and he, you know, he's got a, quite an interesting, uh, you know, quite an interesting journey that he's, uh, he's taken over his lifetime. He's gone from, uh, you know, starting out in, in the hospitality industry. He's been an over the road trucker. He's been in real estate. He's an entrepreneur. And, and I think, you know, some of us knowing best is, is the cookie guy, right? So <laughs> he's over there at Copper Creek cookies, cranking out the cookies, but. Uh, just a guy that I've uh, I've been following for a while, and, and I've had an opportunity to visit with on several occasions, and he's just uh, just one of those guys. He's just positive. He's uplifting. He's not one of those people that's ever going to have a bad thing to say about anybody or anything. He's always looking for the uh, you know he's always looking at the uh, the bright side of things. And I know in today's world that's a that's a super refreshing. Uh, character trait. Because so many of us, we live in the li- we live in a world where people are out there, and we're we're quick to judge, and we're quick to assume, and we're quick to, you know, be coming after each other for you know different political views, religious views, whatever it is. And so, whenever somebody goes through life and, and they they carry that positive energy with them, they automatically stand out. And so, Clint, I want to welcome you to the show today. I appreciate you,
0: you being John. on. Thank you. Thank you, boy. That was I, I paid for that, I, and I and I it's well uh, well spent money. Thank you so kind for those kind words.
1: You're <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. So so you've been you've been you, you know obviously you're one of the co owners of Ltd Media right. amongst other things, and, and I was joking a minute ago. You you're also the owner of Copper Creek Cookies, yeah. but maybe give us a quick uh, quick little snapshot of your background and how you got to where you are
0: today, I'd and then. To. That'd be awesome and i must i must just testify right now the the professional cookie tasting is is my favorite of all the gigs i've ever had just so you know <laughs> yeah. i mean so let's just get there that straight there's lots of volunteers <laughs> right. um yeah I, this is probably something you may or may not know and john and i know each other fairly well we've got to know each other over the last couple of years and and john is is again one of those positive it's just a positive person, and 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 people like myself who aspire to be positive as well, we we seem to attract each other, and so I I really appreciate that, John. Since I read your first book, uh, "The Dogs Don't Chase Part Cars," that really turned me on to kind of where you were coming from. Um, I'm i a, I'm a preacher's kid, so. The oldest of uh, of my siblings, and I'm a preacher's kid, so they came about. That you know, you it's a You know, you got to live in an uplifting manner. You know, um, and then I got turned on to Zig Ziglar at a, as a young guy. Uh, yes, and exactly. I mean, and yeah. that was, uh, kind of a, almost like a game changer. I, I, I know who introduced me to him, uh, a childhood friend who's no longer with us. But I, I remember in the mid sixties, see you at the top was, a like a chart, chart breaking book. And I, I also had the opportunity to meet Mr. Ziegler at the later, latter portion of his life. Uh, got some pictures with him and everything, but just. Stories like that have always inspired me. My parents inspired me. My mother still inspires me. She's still with us. Uh, they just had such a positive attitude, a, a work ethic, um, love your neighbor mentality. So it, it, I'd like to take some of the credit for some of this, but a lot of it is the environment and the people that I had in my life from the jump and and I'm appreciative of that. I know a lot of po- people don't have that uh but I but I did. So uh yeah I grew up in a rural area uh Obdike Illinois. Population 200 they would have taken a picture of it, but a truck was parked in the way, so that kind of kaposhed it, so you won't <laughs> find pictures of that. What, the the area I grew up was all farming, and a real quick story, if you, if you Google Opdyke right now, you'll see a picture of a horse and buggy sign on Highway 142, which goes through. That was not there when I lived there and grew up there, but it's there now today. There's a lot of horse and buggies that cruise up and down that highway. So that's, that's my background. That's, and that's one of my screensavers. Cause I don't want to ever lose sight of where I, where I came from. Um,
1: you know, you mentioned, you, you mentioned something that's so important that, you know, your environment, that was your uh, environment. And, you know, so many of us grew up in, in, in environments that were, you know, they were toxic for lack of a better word. I mean, we had, we have people that have grown, you know, grown up in, in you know, uh, homes that, that featured violence. All sorts of
0: abuse. In, All sorts of abuse. tons of that yes. stuff.
1: And so, you know, I always go back to whenever I'm talking to someone, especially when I'm coaching someone, I always take a trip back down memory lane because the environment we grow up in really shapes who we become, who we are today.
0: Absolutely. You know.
1: Without exception. I, I've coached out close to 1200 people, in 11 different countries, and it doesn't change. It doesn't matter if they're in Norway, Austria, England, Canada, the United States. All of us are products of our environment. And I think that one of the things I've noticed is it's kind of hard for me sometimes is to see just how much the the social media and the internet and uh oh,
0: it's brutal it's
1: become almost like a surrogate parent it's become a family and so when when you go back to your uh to your childhood i grew up in colorado i grew up in this little mining town called leadville colorado and up in the middle yeah right between on one side's aspen the other side's bale we're in the middle you know we're in the middle area and it was a mining town and so you know, we grew up and we kind of, when we had differences, you know, my parents were both educators, but a lot of kids I grew up with, they were there, their parents worked in the mines and mm-hmm. we settled all of our differences, uh, you know, fisticuffs, that's, yeah. that's what we did. Yeah. We had issues. We, 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 we settled it that way. But I want to go back and, and, and say, you know, what, what, what was one lesson that your parents, taught you that is still a foundational building block principle, if you will, of your life today?
0: Well, there were so many. Um, I, I'm just going to say the a work. Uh, I'm not even going to say a work ethic. I don't even want to just ethics period. Ethics. Yeah. Just period. Just live your life ethically. Uh, no matter what the circumstances are, there's to me, and that's why I'd, I want to take any preface out of that is um, it's just ethics. There's no degree to it. And that means work ethic and the ethics of your morals and, and how you live. But I'd say, and that's, that's a big, you know, that covers a lot of space, but I'd say consistency with your ethics as well. I mean, you know, the other way is hypocrisy, so... But my parents were, my mother still to this day, she's 86 years old. She has that ethic that work hard. Everybody wants to be adopted by her. Um, and I see them rubber for good luck and stuff. And you mentioned about environment, two of the people that I love the most in the in this world were products of negative environments. And that's my mother and my wife to differing degrees and different circumstances and um you've got to break that cycle and they were able to and it was primarily because and in in situations that we're all in we all get involved in situations like this you can create your own uh environment as you grow as you get in life work environments or social environments or whatever and you have to be completely certain that those line up with all the other aspects of your life using ethics as your, as your kind of your code.
1: Yeah. I I read a lot of Joel Osteen and he talks about, you know, in his books, he always talks about, you know, you don't have to, you can break that link in the chain. You can be the end point where, you know, your, your, your grandfather did it. Your dad did it. When it comes to you and you can make a different decision. I think a lot of times people get trapped in their environments. They get trapped in the story from their environments that, you know, I'm a child of poverty or I'm a child of uneducated parents or, you know, people in our family, they don't go to college and we get into these not enough programs that we're, we're not good enough for that. That's for someone else. And, and so I think that you know, following that thought that you can you can break that you can be the one that breaks that tr- that uh, that chain and and be the one that takes your family in a whole different direction and become a legacy builder rather than Perfect stay word. stuck in your
0: story. I was right. thinking hero, but legacy yeah. builder yeah, absolutely. Uh, when and there and and it's it's not easy. I mean, it's easy to say that. But until you decide that that's going to be your, that's how you're going to live, it's actually a lot easier to accomplish. And I'm reading a book now that David turned me on to, and this is is appropriate for this right now where we're at, the word compound, the compound effect. And we often think of it in financial realm, which is... Well, Einstein said it was the eighth greatest wonder of the world. <laughs> right. You know, I've seen his yeah. handwriting there at uh, the in New York. Uh, I, I imagine my excitement when I discovered compound interest. You know, it's just so right. cool. But but it you you it also is in relationships and your environment that you're involved in. It, that's compounding when you start yeah. layering up good stuff. Day after day after day after day with the right people, I might add. And I'm looking at yes. at at narrator right now and Julian sitting right over here. These young people, so talented, so skilled. I'm Absolutely. I'm just blessed to have them in my world. Um, when you surround yourself with that and you just day after day, some days it's some days you have a bad day. Some sometimes you know. <laughs> You're the, you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. I mean, that's just the you're reality the bug, of it, yeah. you know, but, um, having that, just that agenda that today is going to be, and as you, I think getting older kind of helps with this, to be honest about it, because at some point you realize it's, 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 it's gotta be more than just what's in this for me.
1: Well, it is, you know, I, yeah, our first book I ever wrote was called wisdom through failure. And it was really about. It's the series of, you know, articles I'd written about, you know, life events and how with each life event, if we're paying attention, there's definitely a lesson in Every there. Time. And, you know, I'm writing an article this week about, I think it was last week, actually. I do a lot of articles, so I get confused. But <laughs> last week I was talking about, is there really this this millennial boomer war? Is it really?
0: I read that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it, is it really even a thing? I mean. I think that, yeah, there are people out there that want to hold people back and there are people that want people to get out of the way. But I think overall, most, and I have an opportunity to work with so many different young professionals in in the Tucson area. And what I find is most of them are very open to wisdom. They're open to experience. They realize that, you know, everybody has to pay their dues. And, you know, we go back and we talk about, you know, the, the the people that we spend our time with. I'm a, I'm a big believer, of the five to seven Amen. people we spend the most time with. Amen. That's our that's our life advisory board. So we really need to choose it wisely. And if you know if we want to stay stuck, then stay with people that have a small vision. If you want to, you know, if you want to grow, get around people that have an expanded mind, because an expanded mind will never return to its original size. And so I think it's it's so important that we really we have to become okay with getting rid of toxic toxic situations, toxic people. And, and I know a lot of people go, yeah, but what if they're family? Well, but if they're toxic, it kind of works. You kind of have to move that way too. And so I just think it's interesting how, to your point, as we get older, we just, it's not even that we know everything. It's just that we've been through a lot of stuff and we've seen a lot of stuff. And I know you and I, we're, 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 we're getting up there a little bit, you know, we don't look it. I think we're doing okay, but you know,
0: <laughs> the, my mirror, my mirror lies to me every morning. I'm right, you. right, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and the kids, the kids in the control room there, they're probably getting a kick out of this going, no, you guys, you guys. Like
0: yeah. You, yeah. 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 Well, they're, they're kind. They're
1: but kind. I think that, you know, it's, it's, uh, so much of this is just life experience. And it's, we all go through those things and, you know, on the breakthrough zone, when we started this podcast, it was always about really, you know, talking to guests and people that we bring on our show, they're successful. Next week, we have a a real estate agent here in Tucson. Um, she's also a martial artist. She's got a great story um, of how she, you know, the obstacles that she's right. had to go through on her way to success. And and, and it's all about breaking through, you know, when, when the going gets tough, you have one or two choices. You can either, Absolutely. you know, step back, reevaluate and take a different direction, or you can step back, sit down, fold your arms and say, I'm done. So I'm going to put you on the hot seat. I do this a lot on this show, but what is something, what I say to you, what was one of the biggest breakthroughs? And this doesn't necessarily even have to be a situation, maybe a mental, um, breakthrough that took you from being pretty good to great?
0: Well, I think this one's actually easy. As you started that, I'm like, oh my gosh. But I think this one's easy. Um, I I quit putting myself first. Not that I ever was a selfish person. But I quit putting myself first in every environment ten, twelve, fifteen years ago, when I turned fifty at some point. And I put God first in everything I do. Mm-hmm. And I just it just made it so much easier to know that i'm I'm a small piece in a big universe, and my only responsibility is to be the best person I can be. I think, and that's where I mentioned age and, and, and you, you mentioned a while ago, uh, experience and stuff at the, at the root of me, I'm a numbers guy. It's just a gift I have. I, it's just a gift. I don't know any other way to explain it. I'm really good at numbers. I understand them. And so much of the stuff that we deal with is statistically based. I mean, I know that if you do X, the result a lot of times is going to be Y and so the breakthrough for me was probably turning 50 uh, or ish and realizing that it's not about me and all I can be responsible for is my behavior or reaction to anything. that ha- I'm not, I haven't mastered this by any stretch, by the way, but it's something that I just became so much aware of. My kids were getting older. Um, I'd say that it's, it's not about me. It really, and yeah. not that it was. I don't mean to paint that I was a selfish person, but I didn't get married and had, start having children until I was thirty-five. So I, I had that stretch of, for the lack of a better word, selfish behavior because I didn't have to consult anybody on on anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. I just did it, you know, trying to make good choices. But I didn't have to. And when I had to start involving other people and my and my circle of quality people, uh. Uh, I, I used to joke to my wife when we first got married. I didn't. I, I don't have any friends, and it's by choice because friends want to borrow money from you, cry on your shoulder when something's bad, and they want you to help them move. Well, I don't really. I'm I'm good without doing any of those things. By the way, and then I I I, I as we I got older, and at my age now, I look around and I'm like, I've got a hundred people in my world, yeah, that are true. Bonafide friends like yourself that right. I need. I, I mean, and you know what? That encourages me, but I think it started back with just kind of letting go and go, you know what? There's <clears throat> a lot I can do on my own, but at the end of the day, I'm just part of the, the big, this, I'm, I'm big to love your neighbor. Yeah. As hard but as that know, is sometimes, win, as hard as that is sometimes, I mean, just It can be very difficult, yeah. It's extremely difficult sometimes, because some of my neighbors, I don't mean literally, but I'm taking the world as a whole, They're not, they don't act right, you know? Right. Well, it's hard to love that.
1: Well, so I think, you know, going back to your, what you said there, it's, you know, I didn't have, up to this point, I really didn't have friends, right? But then, By choice. To, by choice. By choice. And then, Fast forward now, you, you've you attracted so many people into your life, but it's I've, I've always subscribed to this theory is we track who we become.
0: I believe. And you know what? It was because it was no longer about me. Think about what I said about yeah, why I didn't have that, friends. Those are fairly selfish things. I don't want to loan right. you money. I don't want you to cry on my shoulder if something's bad at home. And I don't want to help you move. Those aren't like bad things, but they're self-centered on mine. I still don't want to loan you money. I still don't want you. Well, you can cry on my shoulder if you need to. And I really don't want to help you move. Lord knows I've helped hundreds of people move sometimes out of my house. So I didn't have to feed them anymore. I'm not talking about my children, but but I'll have i I'll
1: have clients that'll come to me, both male and female. and They'll just, they're complaining that they just can't find a relationship. They can't find the right partner. And they don't, they have a list a mile long. And I say, you know, how about you do this? How about you just focus for the next, you know, the next 12 months on becoming the type of person you want to attract, right? Yeah. And it's a whole different approach. I go back to the selfish self-centered though. And I think that there's a huge difference between being selfish and self-centered when I'm selfish. It's all about me. It's what's in my best interest. Yeah, I don't really want to help my friends move, not going to loan you money, that type of thing. But when you're self-centered to me, that means that you're centered, right? That Correct. You, you know yourself. Correct. You're centered and you know what works for you. You know what doesn't work for you. That's self-centered. You're grounded. I agree. Right? Selfish is it's, if, it's, if it doesn't benefit me, then I'm not going well, to jump in the game.
0: Well, no one wants to be around a narcissist. I mean... <laughs>
1: You know, I'm going to, I'm going to center my values, my beliefs. I know what I'm about. I know what I will
0: accept. accept. And I know we're we're all compromise because there is compromise. I mean, we have to compromise as on a regular basis. I always joke that Tammy and I've been together. We've been married now going on 31 years. And, and the crazy thing is we've spent a lot of time with each other. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. We carpool together. We work together. I mean, we don't work yeah. together together, but we're involved yeah. in all these operations with each other. And... Uh, there's a lot of compromise involved in that. And you got yeah, to know to trust that flow, person though, right after a while. Absol- Absolutely. And you know where your strengths are. You know the people around you. You know their strengths. Hey, real quickly, speaking of that, and, and I thought about this earlier, and this is something I heard uh, Quentin Tarantino say one time in a, in a in a little session that he was on. He says, I want to be the weakest link in my chain. And I'm kind of lappingly saying that's not that hard to do. But the reality of it is, is I do want to surround myself with the best possible people that I can. That's why I read as many. I'm a boring dude. I watch baseball. I'll watch some softball with you. I'm watching the NBA finals. I like that stuff. I don't watch, there was, somebody had listed the other day, the TV shows, a hundred, and said, how many of these have you watched more than six episodes? Now, I'm not going to take credit for any of the ones that I've walked by and someone in my home was maybe watching Big Bang, (laughs) but I didn't sit down and watch it. I didn't turn it on. I didn't turn it off. So I'm not taking credit, but out of that hundred, uh, TV shows, there were two, uh, yeah. That hundred that I can say I've absolutely watched more than six episodes because those things just don't that it just doesn't interest me. You know what I mean? I have no interest. I'd rather read a good book. I'd rather mm-hmm. get it find find some words of inspiration from a John Maxwell or yeah. Tony Robbins or Zig Ziglar or I'm absolutely. reading Dale Carnegie again right now. The 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 love the Ben Franklin stuff. You know yeah. all that stuff. Uh, not so much a history buff, but it's just, hey, how did these guys or gals do this? How were they able to overcome? And maybe I can piggyback off of that. And maybe I can retrofit that to something that I can use now. Life's a challenge. It's not It's not easy. I mean, I, I just don't care who you are, what yeah. your background is. Everybody faces adversity at some point in their life, be it personal or financial or...
1: Yeah, you You're will.
0: Spiritual. And, and, and I mean, so you got to be prepared for those things. And I remember as a young guy, you still kind of laugh some of that off, but it's real. Yeah, it, I mean, mm-hmm. it's real. And just because maybe it was uh, uh, a little easier for me because of background, not so much because of what we had so much, although it turned out we had enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was it was. the value of what's going to last uh, I'm, I'm, I'm way more into relationships now and building, well, building readers, a solid life and and reading and writing. I think writing yes. is important. Even if you're not a writer, I think you should start journaling or start making notes, forcing yourself to do some of that stuff because it's going to hold you a little more accountable for what you do today. Yeah. what you accomplish today? I use that line a lot. Right. Make today count.
1: Yeah. Win the day, right?
0: Exactly. And that's all I had. Sometimes just the moment. All right. Right now it might just be, I got to win right now. I got to win this situation right now. Exactly. Um, Win the
1: moment. Yeah. Focus on that. Yeah. I'm I'm like you. I mean, I I read all the time. I, I mean, I read, I write, I watch sports. The only show that I watch on TV that's regular is the blacklist. I mean, I don't have time i think if we're, if we're turning on the news every night we're putting three hours of the news in our head um it's not helping us get where it's we need not to
0: healthy that. i There's tell people that all positive. the time john turn yeah. the t te- turn the echo chamber off um, i know what's going on in the world as much as anybody i, I guarantee yeah. you i know but i get yep. mine from reading and if it's something that's important to me yep. i'll read basically and i'm a i'm a speed reader but i'll read Five, six, seven articles from as many different sources as I can, oh, yeah. as oh, far yeah. removed sometimes yeah. as where you might think I would be comfortable because I want to yeah. get a big picture because it's important right. to me enough to dig. And it doesn't oh, take yeah. long that I, if I take four yeah. or five resources uh, and I start, you can start. Okay. I can see. There's a common thread here now. Now I can start right, building right. this on that. But to listen to this stuff on TV, I'm telling, I'm telling you, I haven't watched TV news in two decades.
1: No, I, I think it's a, it's
0: useless. I think it's a
1: smart move because again, it's it's kind of like hanging out with your. You, you say you verbalize that you want to start a new business, but you meet your drunk buddy at the bar every day for happy hour. Yeah, yeah. These are choices. Yeah. I look, if I look at my apps on my phone right now. I've got Harvard Business Review. I have a couple of news recap uh, streams where I could real quick check in because I I don't believe in being checked out, but I'd rather be totally immersed in a book or a conversation than a redundant, as you call it, echo chamber of negativity. And I think that's what happens. Social media is awesome and digital you know, all the, you know, digital technology, it's allowing us, I'm in La Jolla, California, you're in Tucson, we're having this conversation. Yeah, how
0: cool is that? How cool is
1: that? This is awesome. Um, But I think that when we start, you know, and I don't want to get into a family values discussion at all, but, but, you know, when we have kids that are being raised in chat rooms, and we have these kind of Uh, you know, environments, people are going to get in there and they're going to, even adults are going to go in there and they're going to start to go deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole. That's dangerous. And I, and I, I always coach when I'm coaching younger people, I'm always encouraging them to, to read, get around people who are talking about books and ideas and concepts and strategies, because that's, what's going to get you out of that, environment that we talked about at the beginning of the show that's what's going to allow you to become a legacy leader it's going to allow you to really make an impact see i'm at a point in my life where it's about impact for me i want to impact as many people as i can and and i think that we can't do that if we're not if our head's not right we can't be we can't be a value to anybody else
0: i I, i'm 100 with you john 100 percent uh I like making money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, anybody that, as Zig Ziglar would say, anybody that say that they don't like money or making money, well, I believe they'd lie about other things too. So let's just, but I do a lot of what I do now because if if I'm involved in, I mean, and we're involved in all kinds of stuff. We're involved with, we have five businesses here right now. We're actively involved in the church. We do a lot of uh, social media stuff with them. We do a lot of, uh, uh, the digital stuff, all the uh, broadcasts, very involved. We're involved with some political campaigns right now, not partisan, local stuff that we're involved in. Uh, uh, again, it's about how can we I always say, here's my joke, and it's not really a joke. I'm going to end up with a big-time wiki page. But you know how I'm going to get mine? Because I'm going to help enough other people get their wiki page. My wiki page will be a piggyback off of all those other, especially these younger people. I believe there's some some long-term talent. I have some serious plans and ideas for some of these people in this room. And that's how I'm going to earn my, is by being the guy that helped them. Right? So yeah, when the picture is taken. people get to
1: where they want exactly. to go. Exactly.
0: If you help you're that's get another Ziggler. Everything you need. It's another Ziggler. Help, uh, help enough of their people. It's so I always kind of like people like, hey, you're pretty helpful. And I, and I am to a, de- to, to a degree sometimes. But I'm like, yeah, but it's almost done out of selfish, self centered motivation because I know this is the best way I can be the best version of me is by helping. Yeah, and think yeah. about it. I'm going to refer to the Bible right now, but the good, the Good Samaritan in the Bible never could have helped the old boy out that he found alongside the road if he hadn't went out and, in this case, made money first because he paid all the bills. So, right. as you help people, you sh- I I believe you should be not that it's a, a a prerequisite, but you're going to get help. I don't. I'm not a big believer in karma, but yeah. The more good stuff you put out, the better your opportunities are to get good stuff back, correct?
1: Well, absolutely. And when you help other people, what are they going to do? They're going to go out and say, "Hey, this was a good person. To help help me, you know, in my time of need or help me get to the next level or help me get in a door that might have been closed." I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as long as they are deserving of that uh, of that promotion.
0: Exactly. And I think a lot, a lot exactly. of
1: times we have
0: no, go ahead. No, deserving of the of that. There, there's deserving, there's sometimes yeah, you have maybe. to be go. Wait a minute. I was talking to a dear friend of mine yesterday. She was overwhelmed. Uh, my wife and I called her on the way home about another matter, and she is overwhelmed. And we both said, "Hey," called her by name. You got to learn to say no every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad word. I usually no, Most of my conversations no. with that are no, thank you, no, thanks, no. Because if it yeah, doesn't, learning
1: it, learning to say no gives you the opportunity to say yes to the things that matter. Exactly. Right? Exactly. When we say no to things that don't matter, we're just exactly. doing it because we're we think we're expected to. Exactly. It, it allows us saying no to this allows us to say to some, yes to something that actually is going to matter and is going to be a you know it's going to be a game changer in some cases. You know, Abs- if you want to get to the next level, you're going to get have to get next level skills. And you're not going to get next level skills if you're not willing to take uncomfortable action, right? right? So there are these there are these universal laws that just seem to apply to just about everything. And yet, you know, we have people, it, it's human nature. We're going to fight them. Now, there's a better way. No. Now, the universal law of what goes around comes around. Absolutely.
0: It's legit. It, right? Absolutely. And you you call it whatever you want yeah i don't care have a name do
1: on me. to others as you would like yeah, others to do exactly on to you. That's, golden that's rule a, that's all a guiding that. principle but
0: absolutely and if you if you do that often it's too because you look at others and you see it out there and that's where not watching then you're not going to learn those behaviors if you're not watching it but if you're watching and i know that's out there the way a lot of people operate that is negative and you see a mm. lot of people i mean i'm on because of the job that now I'm involved in and what I, I love it. I love digital media. I love the whole creating part of it. I love all of that. And I'm getting pretty good at it. Hmm. The cool thing is, though, I don't look at it the way probably 99% of the people look at digital or social media. To me, it's a tool. It's no different than a saw or a tape measure or a drill in a, in a, uh, a, a, a contractor or builders toolbox um, it's the greatest communication tool ever created mm-hmm. and yet you I was thinking earlier when we were talking uh, as a kid growing up we didn't have TV in our house till I was maybe 12 13 14 years old so it was a lot mm-hmm. of playing ball in the yard depending on what time of the year it was and uh, my parents built us a. we had our own baseball diamond in the back in the backyard literally Wow mound fences my parents would come out and play occasionally i had a clubhouse backstop yeah the whole i mean we had a we didn't have lights but stayed stayed light right across the
1: street from my house growing up was a baseball
0: field how cool we were there all the time every day all day
1: became a football field (laughs)
0: And, and you know what and and we fought some out there and we hit each other out there and you know we but we learned to get along with each other um uh we didn't have tv and so there was a lot of reading writing but a lot of activity you know road motorcycles when when we were kids and stuff but the tv if you remember back when we were kids there was a lot of talk about man this is a bad thing this is this is evil there's some bad stuff here and that was when there were right. only three channels and it yeah, went yeah, off it went off at midnight of you, know? <laughs> you know yeah yeah but I, and, and I heard a lot of churches talk about that and civic leaders yeah. talk about that, and, and a lot of parents talking about the cartoons and all that stuff that went on. Uh, I now, I don't know how many TVs I own. You can watch TV in the in shower at my house if you want to, but uh, it, it's not, it's, that's a tool. Yeah. The TV is a tool. Digital media is a tool, and it's how we use that. And what I would suggest to people, and I'm on there a lot, is you got to be careful with one who you're friending, Having a big number of uh, friends that don't, you know, aren't you, you're, you're not really even friends with. I don't see the value of that unless you're an yeah. influencer and that's something else. But you got to be really, really careful because it is a cesspool out there. Hmm. There's some really yeah. bad stuff, and you just got to. To me, you got to handle it like you would anything else. Know when here's here's a quick way to solve a problem, and you can't see it. Well, you can, but swish up, go yeah. to the next, go to the next post, Just keep or, doing it. yeah. What I do a lot, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, if I see something on Facebook that I'm like, oh man, that that's in your face, and it's like hateful I mean, I'll go create something. One of the cool Wait, so to counter are, like, it. not to that person. I'm not going back to that. Why would I argue sure. with that? But to put, sure. I'm like, well, I'm going to counter that in this digital world by right. putting this this refreshing or positive thing. Now we're checkmate on that one, right?
1: But one of the cool things too, and it's and in this this plays into Ltd Media, right? Is that if you take and uh, we'll just take Tucson, Arizona, right? There's let's say there's 20 radio stations, right? And so they hired 20 DJs. Well, you know, let's say there's 100 DJs in Tucson, Arizona. That's their job. That's what they do. But there are lots and lots of folks like you and I that have, we have things we want to share, things that we want to talk about, things that will eventually over time, if we're consistent, will will bring an audience to the table. And now we have an opportunity to get our message out because exactly. of, LTD media because of the internet, because of the digital. So I think that, you know, this has opened up a tremendous opportunity for me. I was talking, I teach a course on Tuesday nights. I was talking to the group last night. You know, I was joking. Somebody says, Well, you're going to do your podcast once, once, once a month. I said, Oh, no, I'm going to do it every Mm -hmm. week. I'm already booked through June. I mean, I'm every Wednesday because consistency. Is so important in anything we do, whether it's our relationships, Absolutely. being consistent in business
0: with our clients, parenting,
1: parenting. and you can't expect to have success at anything. If you dabble, you've yeah. got to be all in. Yeah. And yeah. so, but I think when you said that, it's, it's, it just brings that there are so many people out there that have a lot, lot to contribute, but they won't because there's only so many radio exactly. shows. But here, and they're
0: controlling anybody them and they they go one step further John those stations are for profit not that we're again we're we're not an anti-profit let's ex- but Ooh. they're so they're limited they they have an agenda yeah, that's yeah. the reason why the media I don't want to get all into this but that's the reason why the media is the way it is because it's a profit center well what sure. sells and you know go LTD ahead. let me let me jump in here real quick I'm glad you brought that up LTD is a is a is a acronym i used a lot ltd exclamation point as i end a a, a text or especially like group texts in our group and like i say a couple of years ago i was back in new york before the covid and and was there down on broadcast row and there's all the major news networks and you could see the different personalities move around and, it, and ltd has always in my mind stood for live the dream
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. That's what it stands for. And we've actually rebranded it. It's still LTD is our, is our call call letters, but live the dream is spelled out now in all formats. That is our guiding principle. That is our code. And we oftentimes find ourselves, even if it would be, I won't give the example, but it was about something that was kind of important, but it kind of got away from that ltd that live the dream mentality and lord knows you can get negative news in a multiple arena of sources right i mean it's everywhere and our code here is if you think you're too close to the edge you're too close to the edge in other words yeah. it's got to maintain that positive not Absolutely. A, not a bs not hey that's yeah. all yeah it's all no there's work there's effort stay the course all that you got to do all that but if it drifts too far into something that creates a negative connotation or thought we want to stay away from that yeah that's yeah. not a positive that's not yeah. a positive well i'll mention just for clarification the inflation that we're dealing with well it's serious and we got to deal with it but is that where is is that the format that we want to discuss that in and the answer is no
1: man yeah. And
0: I had other people. I think we're
1: that's why it's it's a good relationship for us too with you guys because it's like, you know, my mission is to get a message out there that's positive. I I know bad things happen. I know things are negative. I get I can get negative quickly. I can go you know have days where I just feel downright depressed. I can have, but it's 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 being able to surround myself with positive people, positive influences. I'm not. Pollyanna. I no, don't have my head no, in the sand. No. I, I understand that the world's a bad place. There's a there's a real bad guy over in Russia right now yeah. that's doing yeah. some horrific things. But I don't pretend for a minute that the world is bucolic, safe. No. No. But we have an opportunity on this show, certainly, and on your on your uh, your, your your network, to put something out there that hopefully helps. I don't know how many people will listen to the podcast here. I just know if one person goes, exactly, walks away and goes, you know, I really got something out of that. You know, it's okay to be self-centered because that means I'm grounded in my own beliefs. I got to put you on a hot seat one more time. Biggest, biggest life lesson that comes to mind that you learn biggest life lesson.
0: Well, um, life ain't fair get over it life ain't fair get over (laughs) it yeah
1: right get over yourself and
0: and 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 let me kind of let me go back i mean that i've I've learned so i mean i'm a student of life i'm a student of history i'm a student of why i love watching people and i don't mean like watching people to critique them i just like yeah like I, I, the old man sitting on the bench, I love that the way, you know, Uh and I love seeing how things play out and you go, yeah, you know, but when my kids were little, my wife, that was the one time in our marriage that we didn't work with each other. She was teaching school. And so my responsibility as a parent, because I was a stay at home dad that was running a trucking company out of our home, um, to get the kids ready for school. Combing my daughter's hair, making sure they had their teeth brushed and had, mm-hmm. their, but so, and w- from the time they were like kindergarten, first grade, when they go off to school, I'd say, Hey, look, learn something new, be nice to everybody and have fun.
1: Yeah. Cause right.
0: I figure if you've done those three things every day, you've had a good day. Yeah. You've had a good yeah. day. Um, as they got a little older, maybe. I don't remember exactly, third, fourth grade. Uh, I added one, like once a week I would add, hey, look, life's not fair, so get over it. You know, yeah. you're going you're gonna to strike out some today. Babe Ruth held the record for most strikeouts as a hitter until Reggie Jackson broke his record. Both of those guys were pretty good ball players. You've got to be good to break those kind of records. Sure. Um, to, but as far as the one big business breakthrough... I had the good fortune back in 2008 to work for the Chicago White Sox as a consultant. My friend Rick Peralt and I, who was the exception to that friendship rule over that 20 years, uh, we got a job working for the White Sox. They called us. They they heard about us out here working with youth, youth sports and stuff. And I got an opportunity to meet. Jerry, he, he insisted on being called still to this day where he's Jerry, not Mr. Reinstorf. Um, and he's, uh, owns the Chicago white Sox. I'm a big bulls fan or a big, uh, Chicago Cubs fan. And, yeah. uh, so I had to wear a couple of white sock hats and I was glad to do so. Cause the money was good, but he taught me in a, just a short period of time, some negotiating tech just by watching him, and how he, mm-hmm. and he, here's what I learned. And, and so I'd say this was a huge impact and it came at that point in my life where I kind of let go. Cause if you think about it, the time frame, is right in that, but he taught me to surround yourself with the best people you can find mm-hmm. and then get out of their way. Occasionally yeah. got to run in and referee a little bit, or maybe set everybody yeah. down and kind of re readjust the course a little bit, but to treat every, and he, and the thing that I, he didn't share this with me, but I learned this about him during that process. And I still talk to Jerry every now and then. I If I'm back in the, in, in Chicago, I'll go catch a game. Uh, he takes really good care of us. But he's always been loyal to everybody mm-hmm. that, that has been in his organization. Yeah, yeah taking care of widows of people that work for him yeah. back in the sixties and seventies. He's a, he owns the bulls and I'm a huge bull fan. So yeah, we get a lot real good with that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but they that,
1: say to your point though, to your point, they, they talk about, you know, two things really, really quick to jump in. I know we're coming on yeah. the, on the, on the stop, but um, I can't remember who it was. It was a friend of mine and, and years ago and, and it might've come might not have been their family, but he said that every night they'd sit around the dinner table and dad would go around to each of the kids and ask them what they failed at today. And he wanted to know what they failed at. And so they would tell him and they would say, you know, I didn't, I didn't do this right. Or I failed this or I failed that. And then the next question would be, well, what did you learn from that? Yep. Yeah. And I think yeah. if we, if we, if we gave ourselves permission, if we had those kind of conversations around the dinner table today to what did you fail at today? Because I think that's the single biggest fear that most people have is failure. Are they going to fail? Are they going to um, you know, are they going to look stupid? Are they going to say the wrong thing? We live in that world. But if we if we would start with teaching our kids that it's perfectly fine to fail, that you're going to fail. Life is about taking risks. It's not always going to work out. We would number one have more resilient kids. And then to your to your other point. It's just go out and and get as many playmakers as you can, and then get out of the way and let them play. That's you know you You bring you bring in playmakers you don't want to muzzle them right.
0: The the Dodgers that's always been kind of their mo. The Los Angeles Dodgers have always been just draft the next available whatever the talent is. Don't worry about where he plays. Just Just who's the next most talented person? We'll figure out a some way to utilize that skill or trade that skill for the skill we need. But absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh you know what, John, I want to thank you for, um, I was thinking this morning on the right in about this conversation that we were going to have. And I can't leave without saying the one word that kept coming up in my mind. And I do thank you. This is so cool. You know, first I'm going to announce it right here. We're working on a new podcast series and I'm going to have you on as the first guest. It's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll be announcing it here in the next few days or weeks, but that's awesome. I'd be yeah. honored. Yeah. I'm cause we're going to follow this. This is going to be part two of this conversation, but I, I, I thought of the word pivot. Yeah. I know you use that word a lot. I use that yeah. word a lot. You've got in life as a whole, you got to be prepared to pivot because if, cause if right. something's literally on fire. Yeah. You gotta make a decision now. You don't have time. i oh, yeah. I g I, yeah. I I gotta mention Pastor uh Craig Coulter. I, I gotta I gotta say this. This is a great line that he used one time in in a message. And he's like, Sometimes you just gotta get off your knees and quit praying and go to work. It's to great. Work. It's, yeah, great right. it's great. It's great yeah. to pray about it and think about it, but every now and then at some point you gotta take action. And That's I know That's funny because I was talking
1: <laughs> I was talking about that earlier about the uh with somebody about the law of attraction. I said, the law of attraction in theory is good. You think about it. You, you know, you begin the end in mind, but if you sit on a chair waiting for the Mercedes to show up in the driveway, you're going to be, you're going to be mistaken because you have to apply the law of effort. See, yes. The law of effort is yes. more important than the law of attraction, because if you're not out there playing the game, you'll never put yeah. yourself in a position. Well,
0: right? as you said, dogs don't chase park cars. I they mean, do cars. something, no. please. I, I just posted this morning nothing leads to nothing
1: yeah i saw that That
0: was great <laughs> do something <It's> so true. <laughs> i don't care if you know abe lincoln i gotta go i'm landa lincoln guy i've been in a desert for 30 years but i was born in illinois and he had the best sure. line and i quoted i quote it probably once a week i'd rather see a crooked furrow than an unplowed field You know, if you're waiting to get every plan in place and every, all the strategy that you need to, you'll never get started. It's not even possible. Go out there and do something.
1: Yeah. They're avoiding strategies.
0: Oh, absolutely. My dad, bless his heart, just was, uh, just was such a wise guy. And he said, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't manage something until you've measured it. And so how are you going to, like we, yeah. everything we do here from day one has always been, I don't know how this is going to work out, but there let's do it. Yes. Yes. And yes. we'll probably suck at it for a while. We might suck yeah. at it forever, but we're going to figure out how to do what we do and get better at what we do or find people that will help us.
1: Absolutely. Take action. Even if it's wrong, take action. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You'll, you'll find learn out quick enough right, that it's,
1: you'll learn something.
0: yeah, you'll find out quick enough. If you're heading down the wrong path, you look around and, Hey, if everybody's going in the direction you're going, you're going the wrong yeah. direction. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> you, need to take you need to pivot, right? I think it was, <laughs> yes. I think it was yes. John Maxwell. that said, I think it was yes. him. He says, um, yes. everybody's following the follower.
1: That's right. And look That's around right. many and many you go, go, go right off the cliff,
0: right? <laughs> we got yeah. two or three followers and everybody's just running in a big circle. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm glad it's that way. Cause I don't, I'm not that good at most of the stuff I do. So I have less competition cause they're all off over there, but
1: so that's right. I digress. Clint, it's been great. It's My been pleasure, John. The
0: show today. My pleasure. We had a lot show. of fun.
1: Appreciate it. And, uh, we'll see you down there live next week. I'll be down at the studio. I appreciate yeah. everything you guys are doing and, and really helping us get the show off the ground and launched and always great talking to you. Yeah. We need to, uh, we definitely need to get the, uh, get the wives together and get up to a ball game. Yeah, these let's do it. Let's, let's make That'd some plans on
0: it. Hey, the Cubs all are right. going to be there mid, mid May. So maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll do something.
1: Sounds like a plan.
0: Okay. Thanks, John.
1: All right, man. See ya.
0: We hope you've enjoyed today's show. To learn more about John, visit johnpageburton.com. See you next time in the breakthrough zone. This podcast is a Live the Dream Media production.